What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides with the Dashleys. You guys, your questions are coming in so much faster than we're able to get to them. And that just means two things. That means that so many people have questions that they need answers to. And we are so glad that this podcast can be one place that you come to like discuss these things that are on your mind. And number two, that I wish that we had more time to do more episodes, yep. but we're doing our best. We love you guys. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, Ash, um, as we start the Taking Sides podcast, I have things on my mind Pray from, tell, a, book, Del, pray from tell. a book that I've been reading. What have you been reading? So I've touted Scream-Free Parenting as like my favorite parenting book, right. you know, for a long time by Hal Runkle. Guess what? He wrote a marriage version and it's called The Self-Centered Marriage. And it is so freaking good. So good. Okay, you've been read. Dal's been reading this one for a while, and like it was just so good. He'll because come out it, of the bathroom and be like, "I never knew." <laughs> it's teaching me so many things about my emotions that I've never learned my whole life, and basically how you are not your emotions, and being an emotionally reactive person is rarely helpful. But at the same time, you do not suppress your emotions; you honor them, but you like kind of put them in your place, put them in their place, and you can see them, but you don't have to be them. And you can say, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'm going to think about this logically based on my goals and my hopes and dreams for my relationship, for my life, for whatever, and, and, and approach it that way rather than exploding based off of emotions, you know? Yeah. So there's a few quotes in here that uh, are just like super, super, super enlightening. And this is one of them. It's like, well, basically so far this book has only talked about um, having like calming down is the first step in everything and how emotional reactivity is the biggest hinder to a great marriage or a great relationship in general. And, um, and so this is something that he says about emotions. He says, emotional arousal actually makes us different people than who we are in moments of greater calmness. When we are angry or fearful, our adrenaline flows faster and our strength increases by about 20%. The blood supply to the problem-solving part of our brain is severely decreased because under stress, a greater portion of blood is diverted to the body's extremities. Also, an increase in adrenaline suppresses activity in areas at the front of the brain concerned with short-term memory, concentration, inhibition, and rational thought. Yeah. This sequence of mental events allows a person to react quickly to conflict, either to fight or to flee from it but it also hinders the ability to handle rational problem solving. And uh, if you think about like the fighting or fleeing thing as like the immediate reaction to so many problems of things you see on TV and in our own marriage, it's just 
the anxiety part of your brain, the amygdala, just trying to protect you, keep you safe. Doesn't care if you're happy. Doesn't it just cares about your survival and will see anybody as a threat, whether you love them or not. And you literally become a different person when you are emotionally reactive. Yeah. Potty training has been hard because I like, I don't, I have to like tell my brain, like (laughs) he's three and this is not like a battle that you a want to be in or b can win or c should even fight just like would george and i will have been in the bathroom for like so long or like i'll be like let's go it's time and he'll be fighting me on it and i have to like convince my brain that i am not like the greatest failure or like like that like when george is like screaming at me that he doesn't want to do this that i don't need to like scream back and like fight him back Uh uh-huh it's been like a great like refiner's fire of patience and like realizing reality and like giving my brain like being like stop <laughs> like yeah you're not in danger this is just like a 3-year-old that you're potty training yeah and it's so enlightening to me to realize how often i have been in emotionally reactive mode when my brain is convincing me that this is just me this is dallin living and being but that's just my emotionally reactive brain. When yeah. in reality, like I really don't want to be mad at you ever because I freaking love you and you're my friend. And so like, why the heck am I being so angry right now or mad or frustrated? And like, it's okay to be frang- angry and frangry and, and mad and well, <laughs> frangry. Like, yeah. But like you just, then I would, I want to get to the point where I am really good at saying, you know what, I'm just really angry right now and I don't want to project it on you or our kids. I need to go outside and take a quick break and then come back down and talk about something that is that bothered me. And I love you. You did that. You've done that a couple times. and it's. Been, I'm really trying. It's been like, oh, like, oh, we're not fighting. Yeah. And like just learning about my anger and that it's a good thing. Anger inherently isn't good or bad. It's just anger. And really it serves the purpose of bringing something to your attention, helping you to identify like boundaries that you have and helping you to get things done. But you don't have to be your anger. You can acknowledge it, that something is making you angry and say, thank you, anger. This is bringing this to my attention. Now I'm going to approach it in this way because that's how I know it's going to be most productive rather than just projecting that anger at it or him or her or whatever. Or like just having like the stress from it. Like yesterday. Drive your actions. I have a lot of potty training instances right now. (laughs) Okay. Yesterday... I was in there with George and my brain like was saying to me like, if he doesn't go to the bathroom right now, you're going to lose this battle and this day will be a failure. And I was like, whoa, like chill out. (laughs) Like I recognized it. I had been in that state for like an hour and I finally, like I was hearing what my brain was saying instead of just it going straight to feelings. Uh And that was my thought. Like you are going to lose this battle if you don't make him go to the bathroom somehow right now. And I was like, whoa no let's take a break yeah your survival brain is really convincing too like what is the battle head seriously there's no battle it's kind of like how you feel like you need to eat food if you're a slight bit hungry but like, like look, a literal brain, we live heart in scene. a first world like we we are rarely going to be without food and if we do we have resources and like so many things in the modern world and like eight boxes of Ritz crackers in our pantry because we keep buying like it. you don't need you it's okay to be a little hungry it's actually healthy for your stomach you can calm down brain you do not need to gorge yourself at the slightest urge of hunger you know things like that 
that I just realized that you so, just need- like more often than not, I'm just like too often. I'll just say that I'm living in emotional zone rather than just like thinking about it. And you don't have to identify with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions right away. You can like just, and the humans are the only creatures that have this ability to like think about your thoughts yeah, and decide what you want to do about them instead of just run with them. And this is something I'm trying to get better at. Okay. Uh, let's go to the question. Shall we? Okay. This one is called the where to live fight. I get anxiety pumping through me just even hearing that. So we are going to be able to relate to you on this one already. I, I know. Hey, Dashley's love your vlog and your podcast. Well, thanks. Me and my husband just recently moved to be closer to family. He loves it and I hate it. Jobs for me are very scarce in the town and we that we moved to. I do not like my current job. I miss my old one horribly. I know I need to be more understanding for him, but I also don't want to feel stuck. I also never feel challenged at my work now. I went to school for six years to do what I was doing, and now I don't get to do that. So it's really, really hard for me. Help, how do we handle this? I know you guys have had this conversation. I feel like you can relate to us both. Thanks, Rachel. Man, that's... I feel for you, Rachel. That's hard. That's a hard spot to be in that you are in right now. Yeah. So, I, guess I mean, in, ideally these conversations, but you learn things after, after you move that you probably didn't know or have such a conviction of before you moved, you know, and you were all gung ho about moving in the first place because you really want to support your husband. And you were like, let's make this work. I want to make this work for you because I love you. But it's turning, it's from, from what it sounds like, it's turning out to be a lot harder for you than you thought it would be. Yeah. You get that, Ash? Well, I recently had, I think we both did, like we were talking and I had the realization in my life that I've, I've thought that it was my job to always be the giver as far as like who's in control of our life. Like, I don't know where it came from, but I grew up with this idea or I grew up into this idea, like somehow attained it, that it was my job because, because I didn't have like huge lofty career goals. And I, and I knew I wanted to be like a stay at home mom whenever we started our family I just was like, it's, it's not my place to, to have a big opinion about where we live or if I need to, I was a teacher. Um, and I was just very, I don't know, like if Dallin wanted to go to school somewhere that where I would need to move or like it was, I was very much like, I want to just do whatever makes Dallin happiest. And for me, that meant like quitting one school, like leaving where I was teaching, where I was really happy and going to another school to teach and then switching to another school. And then like if ever we moved, like I I didn't really think it was like my not even my place. Like I was just like, oh, sure, I guess I'll just quit in my head. I didn't feel like I was demeaning you. No, you. it was like, it was like my, I felt like our understanding was be that I would be the main person working and our goal for you was to be a stay at home mom. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with that. No, I don't either. But I do think that I could have done more to be happier for myself. Like, like I didn't, I thought it was just my job to quit where I was working and move to wherever you wanted to be. And, but I didn't realize how sad that would make me. And, and then every time we would move, I had that expectation too. like, we would just live wherever I wanted to based on. Right. And it was kind of naive and it was kind of like assuming that I would have no like emotional repercussions from like leaving the job that I liked and leaving the school that I loved and like 
being fine switching, especially for me, like I should have been, I wish I could have been more aware of who I was as a person. Like it's hard for me to make friends. It's hard for me to feel close to other people. It's hard for me to fit in. So for me to like leave places willy nilly when I was fitting in and it was just like year after year of like a hard transition where I could have, it wouldn't have been hard if I had just said to Dallin, you know what? Like it's really hard for me to fit in and I found somewhere that I really love and it's really not that far from where you want to go to school. Like let's maybe try and find somewhere in the middle where we can both do what we want. Like I just never had that mindset. It was like too much of a giver mindset. Hmm. And like Dallin would have been like, Oh sure. Like I had no idea like that you wanted to stay. Cause I was always just like, okay, well I guess we need to move to yeah. like do the thing that we think we're supposed to do uh-huh. where it could have just been like, Oh, like Ashley's working right now and making good money and she's really happy. Like, let's cater to that a little bit. And you really honestly could have gone to school anywhere. Like it wasn't a thing, but I just thought it was my job to like drop everything for you. And it created a lot of like sadness and like it shouldn't have been as hard as it was. Like I could have had so many friends. Yeah. And I just took it for, took advantage of like the un really unexamined belief that we would just live wherever I wanted to live. And, um, I, and I learned that that made Ashley really sad because she, she had held in her heart for her whole life that she would love to live somewhere warm and Utah gets really cold. And I just never for a long time, um, like validated that or like said but that that also, would even be an option. And what? I had like this weird, like I thought I wanted, like I wanted you, I didn't, I eventually got to the point where I was like, I want to move, but I wanted you to decide to move for me, for me, like to be like, you know what, Ashley, I've realized I've been like observing you and your happiness is so important to me. I think we should move somewhere warmer for you. Yeah. For me, for you. People don't want to make people change. People want people to change themselves for Or to make it, like, I wanted you to make the change for me. Like, I didn't want to be the catalyst that made you move because I was so, I didn't want you, I mean, eventually I got to the point where I was like, come hell or high water, like, we're moving. Like, and we never did. Like, we got to a better place. It swung to the opposite side where Ashley was headstrong on moving and then that made me headstrong on staying. And it was never based on mutual respect and love and cooperation, it was like us both feeling shorted. So we're going to put our, dig our heels in and hold firm. And then uh, I guess it finally got, took us like working towards a point where we care about each other and, and like just saying, look, if it's important to you, it's important to me. And I want to make this work for both of us. And And I am more open to moving because that's so important to you. And like our job is flexible and I can find a new job. And that sounds like what Rachel was wanting to do, but she finds herself in a predicament now where she hates her new job. She hates where she lives now and her husband loves it there. And so she's wondering what, uh, what advice. So I guess at this point I'm like preaching to myself, like you're never stuck somewhere. Like you're not like just because you live somewhere doesn't mean you have to live there forever. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, it's great that your husband loves it, but it's really important that you hate it. And I hope he knows that. It's not, and Im- well, it's important that you don't like, it's, Im- it's important. It like, needs to be known. It needs to be known and it needs to be brought to your husband's attention. And, um, and, need- and you guys need to decide what you want to do from here. 
Whatever be, the change is, like maybe the change is... Because you're not stuck there. And I don't want you to feel like you're stuck there, Rachel. Even if your husband loves it there and he has a good job, like there are other things, other places, and you both deserve to be happy. So like if I were Rachel, which I, I mean, like we're in a different place right now, but kind of not like I know it makes you so happy to be here. Like I know this is your, your dream place and I don't want to be the person to take you from your dream place. You know, like, I don't want to be that person. This is also the only place I've ever lived besides a small town in Colorado. So like, I don't know how no, I, I know, would enjoy like, living in other places. Like, right now, like our dynamic is like Dallin's living in his, like the place that he would dream of living. Like he's living in his dream town. Well, I mean Close. like 30 minutes from it. It would probably be Park City if we're talking dream town. Right. And I'm not. Or Midway. And I don't want, if we move, like my great fear is that I become Dallin and Dallin becomes me. So it's, it's like this. I don't want to take you from the hap like it's this is your Disney world like where you live and I don't want to be the person to take you from that or to like cause you like, like unhappiness. We've I honestly think I would love St. George. No, I know. That's just like how I feel like it's hard for me to be like I'm not happy here. Like I don't want to ruin the party. Yeah. Kind of. Cuz you care about my feelings and I appreciate that. I also care about yours and I really feel like St. George would be a lovely lovely place. It's been like a growth thing with me like to value like my happiness as much as your happiness and like it's like the ultimate for me too yeah yeah uh i've basically followed the emotional journey of elsa from frozen we talked about this yeah <laughs> letting it go and following my heart in the first movie and now finding myself and um show yourself you know i feel like your I journey am who i've been waiting for yeah, like my, I've always been like, I want to be where I ha I'm happiest. And y I feel like you're kind of moving from like moving towards, I want to be where I'm happy from, I want to be where I think where I should be or where people expect me to be or because yeah, like I remember during the early days, like without fear of judgment from other people or what other people will think of my decision or what people will think. Essentially like, like what your family wants. The approval you. or disapproval I would get from other people based on my decision. Don't care about it anymore. I only do what makes me happy. I mean, we care about, it's just not the deciding factor. And like, we're both kind of moving out of that place where like what his Dallin's family wanted for him. We both grew up ruled as our life and what my family wanted for me ruled my life. We both grew up as pleasers. Yeah, we did. And it was like, I always wanted to move back to Georgia because that's like where my family was. And that's where like, and Dallin never wanted to leave here because that's where his family was. But really, I don't want to live in Georgia. Like, I want to live in a warm place that's not full of bugs. And like, <laughs> and I want to have like more of a city vibe. But also like figuring out what I wanted isn't necessarily what my family wanted for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what would you recommend Rachel do? Um, Does. Trying like come to a place where her happiness and his happiness are of equal value and importance, uh -huh. whether that's to herself or she's like, maybe you guys decide on like on living there for another year because he loves it so much. And during that year, you'll be open-minded about options for that can make you happier, Rachel. And whether that's you finding a new job or moving to a different place, but like you don't deserve to be, like to live in a place that you hate. Especially if it's like a job thing, like like your job is just as important as his job. And that's what I wish I would have realized. Like my job, even if I am a stay-at-home mom, 
is just as important as Dallin's job. And like we can make concessions for each other. Like if if my job, if I can do my job and like flourish more in a warmer climate where I can take my kids out and where I can just like be happier as a person and more fulfilled, like, and that works with Dallin's job and he's not like 100% opposed to it. It should be something that's on the table. Yeah. And so you guys need a vision. You need a vision of something that's going to make you happy. It doesn't happen, have to happen tomorrow. You need to have a vision board of like your ideal state, your ideal jobs, your ideal place that you live, what in, what you have close to you, what, what you don't care about having close to you, the climate, the everything, and set that up as a vision. Say when you want to accomplish it, like one, two, three years from now, so that if you do have to end up living here for another year or two, you know that this vision is coming and you're working towards it yeah and uh, you're both on board with it and he needs to you know value your happiness as much as you value his and a mutual cooperation and some respect here and it's it's hard it's not easy but you guys can work this out i really believe you can and good luck because you both deserve to be happy the only thing like suck more sucky than being in a sucky situation is thinking you have to be there forever and that there's no way out like you can do anything if you're working towards something that is like greater and better. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you guys sit down and talk to each other and he understands what you want and what you need and what you would love to have in your life, like, and that becomes just as important to him as his own things. Like it can become a really fun journey where you're like, you know what, we're going to be here for a while while you like achieve this in your family life and your job life. Like I know it's really important for you to live by your family and I can do that for a couple years maybe, but it's really important for me to like have this job that I love. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. And I just need to know like that we're both working towards that and I can be here for a while because I want you to have this experience, but... Maybe you guys can just just make it go buy a good old poster board like your science experiment days in elementary school and put it up on your wall or something and write out your vision for what you want to have in two years from now, where you want to live, the jobs you want to have, the life you want to have, your income, everything, and just put it up on your wall. Get that vision so clear in your mind that your brain starts to like identify and, and like things that would lead you there and work towards those things together. That's literally how the brain works. There's a reticular activating system in your brain that when you have a clear vision and a goal, Tony Robbins taught me this. It will literally bring things to your attention. This is why you buy a a car and then you notice that car everywhere. It's your reticular activating system just freaking bringing it to your attention because it's something that's been on your mind lately or something important to you or something fresh. It's on your mind. Everybody thinks that what's currently on their mind is more important than like other things, you know? It's It's just things that your mind brings your attention more easily. And so like that's why vision boards are so powerful. So like Dallin and I are talking like this is the easiest thing to do in the world, but this was literally something we fought about for four years. Like we're finally to a place where I can look at Dallin and Dallin can look at me. Well, I just wish that we were able to, from the very beginning to approach it from mutual respect standpoint, not worrying about judgment from our families or or friends or anybody else, but just caring about each other's happiness and our own happiness. Like it's a lot about knowing what you really need. And like, I kind of know I kind of need that. And it's a lot about... Just having an open mind and not being super closed based off of your preconceived notions and fear of judgment or fear of well, I mean, the like, unknown or anything. But for Dallin too, like he just had the idea that he would always live here and that he would marry a girl who loved it here and they would live here in Layton and raise... Oh, Layton. Or just anywhere and like next to his friends. And like it was a big idea for him to be okay with 
not I guess it's just all that, that I thought dream. of. I never dreamed of moving away. And and to you, it's just a totally different reality. You always dreamed of that. Like, I'm just super content here, but I'm open to moving other places too now. And you have helped me to get to that point in my mind. And the whole moving thing for, I think Dallin has kind of, like there's different things in our lives where like I've conceded a little bit. This is kind of the thing where we've realized like, I just kind of, it's like a bigger deal for me than for Dallin. I've, yeah, I've learned that and I've come to accept it and realize that it's a really big deal for Ashley. And, and like I need George, to respect that. And our job, luckily, we can live anywhere in the world and do our job. We sh- we are video creators. It's a ton of work, but we just need camera and an internet connection and we can make videos. I think you would be very surprised at like how much <laughs> you might not have signed up for vlogging with me if you knew like, because I kind of was the one who was like pushing this train in the beginning when Dallin was working full time. Like I was the one who was editing the videos and making sure they came out. But like my great vision was one day being able to move somewhere warm. Like that was one of my great, like it was like Dallin being able to work with Dallin, but also being able to leave Utah or the cold That's Utah. so funny to me because I've never, ever thought of it, ever like, leaving Utah. It pushed me so hard. There's just so much to do here. The mountains, there's a nice summer winter doesn't get like super frigid freezing and there's so much snow in the mountains just it's just i love it here but like saint george I, this is why i think it's so perfect for us and, and we, like, and we came to this point after compromise after place. years by the way years, years like, of discussing and searching and finally getting me to be more open-minded to the idea and now i love the idea well like saint george is our saint compromise george is nice and it, warm but also we can drive to ski resorts or and stuff like that and um it's Why still is it close a to family. Well, like, because I feel like compromise has like kind of a negative connotation to it. No, like, I love that it's our compromise place. I would feel if it was just up to me, like, places on the East Coast and in Florida might be on the list, the short list. Oh, I thought you hated bugs. Well, I do, but I would still like, I uh, would explore it more. Like, we've only really explored St. George because we honed it down as the great compromise city. Like, I love it there. Okay. And you love it compromise, there. Compromise, yeah, I just need to get you, compromise is like a really, really good thing to you. No, I like that it is a place where you could be happy. I would never want to move you. I did, we did that once. We, we moved to Georgia, to Georgia and you were miserable. Uh-huh. And I would never want to relive that experience. I would rather stay here forever. Than I guess I was Rachel. I, we moved to Georgia for a month. You loved it there. I hated it. And, and we moved home. I found a super great job opportunity back here and prayed a lot about it and felt that we should move back for our, like multiple reasons. And we just jumped ship after a month and like, I, was I was so unhappy and Ashley cared enough about my feelings to do it at her great, like, even though it was so sad for her. I cared too much. Like I, I could never care too much, but I didn't voice a lot about my big reasons to stay. Yeah. And so I always felt like, but like, like I honestly prayed so hard about it and you, felt at least i think you felt or what you said you felt was that it would all work out and like to trust that and now we had a great job springboard us to where we are now and all your family lives out here now instead of georgia like i think it worked out beautifully and but we just didn't know it was all going to work out how it did at the time and it was really sad for you to move back from georgia but it was definitely a, a big leap of faith yeah i mean like essentially i like chose you Like I'll always choose you if you're so unhappy. And I think the great issue with that for me was someone had to be chosen and I felt like the loser of that situation and you were kind of the winner. And I think it would have been a better situation if... I felt like we both 
one with how everything well, worked out with my job at Plural Site and everything. Right, but there were not like nothing else was really explored. But again, it was my fault. Like I was just, I felt like if you weren't happy, then we had to go. It wasn't, I didn't consider myself in any of these decisions, which has been like a process of growth for me. Like considering like my feelings are as important as yours. And I don't know where that, I've always been kind of like, uh, like, looking back would you have done it differently would you have like pushed to stay for a while longer and me yeah. try harder to find other jobs in the georgia area i would have or somewhere closer like it was a rough time for me to have babies alone yeah i just think about how our marriage would have been like there you never know like i don't know like i don't know if you would have gone crazy and nuts and had a mental break if you had to stay there longer like i don't All know as I, I ran out of the house one time and i threw my hat so hard on the ground that it broke and i like ran around the block screaming oh my God. yeah i know it was like very hard i for was you. having a freaking mental breakdown out there but see like i don't express myself that way but i was basically having that in utah when we moved back like i was falling apart hard yeah, it was so hard. Man, it's so hard. This is not, these are not easy things to work out, but like with faith and love and respect and definitely pray about it and ask God for guidance and together as husband and wife, believe that you guys can do this because you will. And then five years from now, you'll look back and be so like amazed at how everything worked out if you approach it with like prayer and faith and love and mutual respect and cooperation. Yeah. And to Rachel, like it's okay to endure some things sometimes, like if if you love him enough and you want to give this to him, like keep that in your mind and heart that that you're doing this for him. Like you're giving him something. Like it's a gift that you're that you're being okay with things being hard for you for a while because you you want things you want him to like live this life for a minute. But it's not forever. And it shouldn't be forever if you're unhappy. But it's okay if it's for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh also have a vision board in mind with something that you're both working towards together your happiness board, happiness vision board. Man, okay, that's uh, that's the episode. We talked about only one question, but I feel like that applies to so many different things in life. Basically, big decisions that any couple faces. Hopefully sharing our story like gave you some, I don't know, some hope or some insights or just seeing how like we turned something really hard for us into like something that's now working out really yeah. great based on faith and five years and faith hope and five years and time time is gosh what it's like time combined with hard work does crazy things like consistent hard work multiplied by time is like crazy results if you are working towards like your vision board i mean ashley and i had our vision board of what we wanted and then like time compounded like our hard work and it's crazy. Like the persistence, like consistently doing something, like putting out three videos a week, even though it was so hard and so stressful. And you could have used George's nap time for so many other things. You edited videos and like it got us to where we are today, living in a wonderful home, working for ourselves. And that was our vision, our happiness board. Like yours is probably going to be so different. Maybe you want to be a vlogger. I don't know. But like whatever it is, like just trust that you have that solid vision in mind for what you both want to make you both happy and then consistently work at that together and give it some years and you're going to get there. Uh huh. A lot of people ask why we started vlogging and there's honestly so many reasons. One of the reasons though was so that we could be in control of our life. Like we saw it as a path that could lead us to a quote unquote job where we could 
like where I could where I could say to Dallin, I want to live somewhere else, and there wouldn't be the excuse of well, there we won't have again. a job there. <laughs> it was all because no, like, actually there were so many of the, like we. I wanted. I didn't want Dallin to come home and be like, oh, I got passed over again for a promotion, or like I don't know why they don't see this in me. Or, I did not realize like you saw. It. I guess your dad grew up an entrepreneur, so you had the mindset, but. To me, it was just so normal to like be at the mercy of my boss my whole life and my job. No, I know. But like but now like, that I've broken free I from that, that mindset of like the having a job and having a boss, like it is so freeing to like, be your own boss. Freaking, if you want a different job or if you want to have more responsibility, like just give it. I would be like, give it to him. Like he wants it. Yeah. And I hated that we had to wait for someone to give it to us. But yeah. then we we were able to quit. And like we weren't ready as people for for that like we had to grow into it and i feel like we're finally like stepping into it into this like the entrepreneur world where business owner role well we were like it just like in the last couple of months like we finally like it felt like a release to be like realize that the things that people want for us like our family or our friends or like the or thing, advice we've been given the advice like we've been trying to live up to so much advice and finally we were just like I realize like people are only doing what they're doing because it works for them. And that doesn't mean it works for us. So we shouldn't feel bad if we want to move a little bit far away or we shouldn't feel bad if, if we, we're not following the same career path as somebody advised us to, or if we're not raising our kids the same way, or if we're not saving our money the same way, or if we're not doing the same diet the same way, like that doesn't mean that we're failing. That was yeah. like a big thing I struggled with. Like if I wasn't, like on the same diet as my mom and my sisters, like then I wasn't being the best I could be. Or if I wasn't like working out enough. It's so funny because that's your own reality in your head, but like to every other person in the world, it's not. It's so funny how we contrive our own like, realities I guess in our head. And I like value or like how they're raising their kids. If I wasn't doing it the way they were doing it, then I must be doing it wrong. But they're all doing it differently. So it gets really hard to be doing what everyone's doing. Anyways, Dylan and I have finally, like after after our entire lives become gotten to this place where we're fine or almost fine being like, this is what I want to do. And I, and I don't, and I think it's a good plan and I think it'll work for us. And I don't care what other people think about it. Like I used or to get so what they will much, think about me doing it. I used to get so much anxiety telling people what we were going to do. Like being like, I think we're going to vlog or I think we want to move to Georgia for a little bit. And Dallin would too, or I don't think we want to go on this vacation. And we would get so much like we would feel so guilty if we didn't want to go on a trip or we would or if we wanted to save money or like like whatever. Like we would even feel I would feel weird being like I don't even like being like, let's eat at this restaurant because I don't want people to be like, oh, well, that sucks. I hate that place or uh -huh. but like we're finally in this place and maybe it's mostly just me. But I think you've come like we're both kind of coming to it at the same time where we're just like, this is what we like and this is what we want to do because it brings us joy. Yeah. And like, if you, if you don't like it, it's just because if you did it, it wouldn't bring you joy, but it, but we're different than you. Yeah. And they're just projecting what works for them on you and uh, may or may not work, but I, you should just take their advice and be like, thanks. I'm going to examine that, see what I think about it and then decide what I want to do because of it. And we probably have the vlog to thank for that. Like we have so many people who say nice things to us. We do have the vlog to thank for that. But we have so many people who say terrible things to us and yeah. who think and who send us private messages with saying that we're horrible parents or, or like, do you like, guys even this? Like, do you, do you guys even that? care? Do you even so love your So judgmental kids? based like, off of so little context. Like you think your kids are going to turn out fine if they don't have this bedtime or if they're not potty trained or like, heaven forbid, George 
when he's having like an anxiety attack that we let him like use his binky for 10 minutes because he's so like coming apart and it's his one comfort item. Like people get so mad at us for like the binky or for potty training or for where our kids sleep or for how I talk to my kids or, and like if, and it's all just their own experience. They're all, it's all just what their parents told them or what their friends told them and what's maybe, maybe not worked for them or what they're doing out of fear of judgment or what they're doing out of anxiety, or maybe it's great founded advice that we just don't agree with. But I don't know. Like such an empowering thought that I'm finally able to have where I just say to myself like, Oh, like that's great. Like that probably works for them, but I know what works for us. And we're so different. Like Dallin and I are two different people who got married and created two human beings who are, we're all so completely unique. And the family unit that we have formed will never want what another family unit wants, or like we'll never like, our list of wants and needs will always be different from like every other family out there and theirs will always be different from us. And it should never be something that we strive for to like be mutually accepted and, and like approved of. Yep. Cause there's so many happy people out there who I'm like, why do they do that? Or like, that's weird. But then it worked out for them. And then I say to myself, Oh, it must've been the right choice. I should do that. But that's not what I should say. Like they did what worked for them. That's it. They're just doing what makes them happy. Like their philosophy is great, but it might not be the best for me. Uh-huh. That's all. So good. So just do that with your life. Like Dallin and I couldn't do that forever. It was him trying to like. I finally got to the place where like so many thumbs up and ha and hearts reacting to like videos on Facebook, for example. But then there would be like two angry reactions and I would just like let that get to me. Like, oh shoot, I made somebody angry. Like, I wonder what it was. Yeah. And then like. I could care less if I make somebody angry now. I'm just like so happy that so many other people are liking what we do. If I make people angry, good. Unsubscribe. Please stop watching. Our stuff obviously isn't for you. I just am going to do what makes me happy and make videos that I like and hang out with people that I relate with and that enjoy what we do and like us because I deserve to be happy. And if I make you angry, then good. You found something that you don't like on Facebook or YouTube. You can unsubscribe and go watch something else. And I don't care. And I'm not going to spend an ounce of energy worrying about you. But it's like large scale for us. But it's also, but everyone has that like with their family. Or okay, with, if there's going to be like 100, 200, 300 angries, I might wonder what I said and think about it a little bit. Okay, I'm not like going crazy here either. No, I'm saying... I care about hurting people's feelings. No, I'm saying you're totally right. And it's the same, like our experience on the large scale is essentially the same. We also have a small scale like with our families and the same, like we would, it's the same feelings like, oh my gosh, I like... I, if one person doesn't approve of us in your family or my family, we're like, we must be wrong. Or like Mm -hmm. if they think a decision is weird or we're not being wise with our money or whatever, like we assume because they wouldn't do that, then they must be right. And we must be wrong. And there's like, obviously a lot of like wisdom to share and like things to learn from. Yeah. But take it and decide what you think about it based on your heart and pray about it and see what you think that that means for you and your happiness and your life path And then you decide what you want to do about it and whether you want to run with it or alter it or just totally cast it aside because it's your life, not anybody else's. Yeah. And that's what Dallin and I have learned. So like Rachel, Rachel, hopefully you you gained something from this. You're like, whoa, okay, guys, calm down. Try and live the life that's the best for you and your husband. And if that's not the best life for your family, like then they're going to have to make adjustments and... 
like that shouldn't be the biggest factor. What will my family think? Or how will this impact my mom? Or like, that shouldn't be your biggest factor. It should be like, it should be the two of you. And then you can make it work with everyone else after you make it work for yourself. Boom. Okay. I don't think anything else needs to be said. That was awesome, Ash. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next time on the Taking Sides podcast. Bye.